Welcome to the Covenant Courses Podcast. My name's Weston Brown, and we're in a study called Missional Essentials right now. And in each episode, I'm interviewing one of the authors of the book, Missional Essentials, Brad Briscoe. We're talking through this kind of chapter by chapter, lesson by lesson. Today, we're getting into lesson number eight, which is called Waking Up from the American Dream. In our last episode, we talked about sustainability as it relates to our uh, energy and time and things of that nature, not not getting burned out. But today we're going to talk a little bit more about living in a countercultural way, that this isn't about just making some tweaks to our lifestyles. It really is about living a different kind of life from the rest of the world. And that is something that American Christianity has largely uh, not embraced. In many ways, American Christianity is a mirror of the mainstream culture rather than a true counter culture. So I'm going to let Brad explain that in more detail and uh, certainly better than I could. And uh, let's do that by getting into our conversation now. So I think in, in this lesson or chapter, we start uh, with Mark chapter four, where Jesus, the, the parable of the sower, and there's a passage there, a verse, I think it's verse 19, talks about the worries of life, the deceitful of wealth, and like this materialistic desire for more and more things. Well, the the point of all that is to say, we all of that will keep you from living uh, living out a missional life. You, there's just no way to live a missionary lifestyle or engage uh, in a missionary posture with those, we call them the ism, the ism thorns. So it's the thorns of even, uh, individualism, consumerism, and materialism, that those things will just keep you, like if you're constantly striving to consume of more things, or you're constantly trying to hoard or desire more and more things, like you you know, you get this one thing and all of a sudden then you, you got to have the next one and the next one. Well, all of those just they'll just get in the way of us uh, living a missionary lifestyle. They'll, they'll get in the way of us uh, cultivating relationships with our neighbors and being a servant to others. And and uh, so really that so that is really just recognizing that so much in, a, in of the American dream is about consumerism, materialism. Um, and that to fight against that, we have to simplify our lives and then we have to learn how to share more. Um, otherwise, like I said, it, it just prohibits living out the life that we're called to live. Um, I'm reminded of a story from a previous church I was a part of, uh, where I was the small groups pastor and we, we had a family, you know, people would host small groups in their homes and, uh, I remember there was this one family who had hosted a group and who contacted me and said, Hey, w- Hey, we can't do this anymore because, you know, people keep bringing their kids to the group and, you know, some stuff got torn up at the house. And so, uh, yeah, we're just not going to be able to host that anymore. Uh, it's, and, and that, as you talk through some of just like the, the way that our stuff can prevent us from actually living on mission. I, I'm reminded of that family who was just so concerned that their that their beautiful stuff was going to get broken if they invited families and children into their home. Um, and yeah, that's, that's so a sad. Great example. Yeah. yeah, it's just so sad because uh, you know where where is your hope? Uh, is it is it wrong for me to want things though? 
No. And the way I'll say that sometimes is a great question, Weston, is I'll say, look, uh, we're all consumers, right? It's like the shirt you and I are both wearing now. Mm-hmm. We purchased this, right? But I think where we have to really have a serious conversation in our American context is the way we view consumerism. Like, some do we consume for our identity or do we consume out of necessity? Like, you have to eat, you have to drink, you have, you know, we need to wear clothes, all of that. Yeah. So there's a certain level of consumerism, but is that are we consuming those things again for our identity's sake or out of necessity? And I just think it's really helpful in the church for us to recognize just how insidious consumerism is. And and it's again, it's not to just say it's all bad and evil because it's not. We consume things, but we, I, we, we but we need to reflect on it seriously and then back to the story you just told i think that's kind of a you know it's a coupling of consumerism and materialism where our stuff or our things become more important than people or relationships that if we're just like sometimes we don't even recognize it so you tell a story like you just told it's like oh my goodness yeah i think i kind of remember doing something like that and so we got to get to the point where we you know we help each other recognize that when that's getting in the way um, so to do that, I think we need to simplify. And then also once we are okay with, uh, you know, recognizing all of our stuff, isn't just for us, then we can actually get in a posture where, where we become more open-handed and we're willing to share those things. And I tell you, that's something that's just been fun for us where we, we moved in where we live today. We moved here three years ago. And it just gave us the opportunity to kind of reset some things moving in as the new people in the neighborhood. And we just work really hard at letting all of our neighbors know what some of the like equipment and tools and things that we have to say, please don't go buy this because we have one. We have a generator. We have a compressor. And I tell you, it's funny when we do that. So many, most of our neighbors will say, hey, well, we have one of these. So please don't go out and buy it's funny. We actually, we only, we've been here for three years um, and it's my wife and I, and we have two kids still at home and we only have one car hmm. and we just made a commitment. We're not going to buy a second car. We're just going to make it work. And it's, it's difficult sometimes, but, but we've had two neighbors get rid of their second car because they realize, wait, we, we have a second car in our, in our garage all this time. We never use it. And then we have two other neighbors that have actually given us the keys to their spare car to say, look, wow. I, we know you guys just have one car. If you ever need a car, but now that didn't happen overnight, but it, but it happened as we just, and none of these are believers. I mean, but as we started to share and let people know, look, there's no reason for all of us to own a lawnmower or there's no reason for all of us to own whatever it is. Let's share those things. It's just been beautiful to see other neighbors uh, do very similar things. And so, again, I think it's about simplifying, but then it's also once we simplify, it's also important for us to recognize how how can we share what God has given us with those around us? Hmm. Yeah, I I think it's so important for us to cultivate a, a certain level of discomfort in our lives. Mm. Um, and maybe that's not the best word to use, uh, or that's a, that's a challenging word for folks, but I mean, relatively, we, we live at such a high level of luxury, um, historically, and also compared to a great portion of the world today. And just from a spiritual standpoint, that, that stuff really does take a toll on our souls. 
Um, when, when I have no need, what need do I have of God? When I can, mm. in a sense, provide everything for myself, it is very hard for me to live in a state of reliance on him. Um, and, you know, we've talked about some spiritual disciplines along the way. I, I mean, I do think a big one here is fasting. And, and to some extent, I feel like some of the things you're describing, we may not think of as fasting, but they are in a sense. Like, there is a sense in which only having one vehicle um, can, can in our culture today, be a form of fasting in the sense that I have no doubt that it is challenging logistically for you guys sometimes to figure out how everybody's going to get where they need to be with only one vehicle. Um, and, and yet, I, I have no doubt as well that there are some really positive spiritual things that come out of that for you guys in just relying on the Lord. And you see how he comes through with neighbors handing you the keys to their cars. God, God provides like we're never, right. we're never truly in need. Um, at least that's been my experience in life. Um, but that's good, man. I, I, I really appreciate that. So here was the thing from that conversation that really stuck out to me. It was this idea that we are all consumers and that in many ways God has created us to be consumers yet the question is what are you consuming and why are you consuming it and what Brad got at there was this idea that if if what you're consuming is primarily out of a pursuit of a certain identity rather than just simply out of necessity then maybe it's time for us to just stop and really take a deep look at why we are engaging the things we're engaging and could those resources be better used in some other way um, or is there something we need to just remove from our lives altogether uh, so I think all really helpful things for us to be thinking about and as we move into our next lesson which is uh, lesson nine here in Missional Essentials uh, we're going to talk more about your neighborhood specifically a lot of this uh, missional conversation tends to focus on uh, the neighborhood, but where is this place that you live and who are the people that live around you? Uh, we're going to dig into that next time and we'll join you guys then.